welcome to Bold Women Podcast. My name is Maria Weiler, and I'm here with my dear friend, Meryl Wilson. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Today, we are continuing our Navigating Relationships mini-series. Would you call it a mini-series? Sure. Series? Um, but today, we are taking it to a whole nother level. I know we mentioned we mentioned romantic relationships a lot, but that's not the only relationship in life. But we're talking about professional relationships today. Oh, buddy. Oh, my word. But first, shameless plea for the socials. Follow. Follow, us. like, subscribe, repost. Click we the got bell. Kind of clean up our Instagram page a little bit. I had to, that's been driving me nuts for some time. You do great. Thank you. I feel, guys, I feel like Mira really pulls like the weight on this podcast. <laughs> she really does. I do like our, our uh, it's looking better. It is looking better. Maybe someday if we get funded and are monetized, I guess, we can pay somebody to do this because this be awesome. is a whole headache and a half. And it's like a whole art to it too. I'm like, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I know that I'm missing something. Like I, I know that I can look at, our Instagram and I'm like, this looks okay, but I know that there this could be loads better. Anyway, anyways, follow us regardless because that would be nice. That would be really nice. It's the right thing to do, wouldn't it? <laughs> and we'd love to hear from you. We would love to talk back yeah. with you. Just take a screenshot of whatever it is that you're listening to the episode on and tag us and um you know, whatever else you want to say. We usually ask questions um, now on, if you listen on Spotify, you can leave us, drop us like a voice note. Um, you can interact by engaging in like little questions that we ask, you know, just, you know, let us know All what you things. think. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. We want to know our listeners. So yeah. I don't uh, know how, thanks. how many times we got to tell you guys, but we're going to do it. Follow till us. Yeah. Just follow us, but like not too close. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Follow us. Just <laughs> follow us. Okay. Moving on. Moving we on. need to move on. Moving on. All right. So big on. overview of our topic today is how do we navigate conversation and the workplace well as Christians? Like mm -hmm. how do we do that really well? Because sometimes workplaces feel like there's this tension of, this isn't necessarily a place to like blast my faith verbally, but. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's hard to navigate at times. Yeah. It can be hard to Christians navigate. have their overall call is to spread the spread like news. That's part of our, what we're called. Yeah. What we're spread called to do. Good How do news, we do that? Man. Um, and especially yeah. in workplaces, like you run into mm -hmm. very drastically different world now. So, um, that's true. What, have you ever discussed your faith at work, Meryl? Um, yes and no. Uh, I would say for the longest time, no. And only recently have I really like, okay, since I switched jobs, I spent what, 10 years at my, at my previous job that I was at. And I think there was, there was one person that I worked with in the office that was a Jehovah's witness. So like she and I talked about stuff cause I was just always really curious about mm -hmm. her views and she was always more than happy to engage in conversation with me about that. And, um, so we would talk about that a lot and, uh, like ironically, like a lot of our views lined up, it was just like how. I don't know. There's just a lot of things that I was like, oh, um, I don't see that in the Bible anywhere, but okay, here we are. I still love you. Right. I think that's great. And she probably thinks the same about me. Right. Um. So anyway, uh, that would just be like here and there. That would be like between the two of us or like one yeah. other coworker that we had. Um. But no, I, I, w I would also say that in that 10 years that I was at that firm, it was like I, towards the end has, was when I had like, was going through my divorce and mm -hmm. like right before I got divorced or, you know, found out my marriage was going to end or whatever. Like I hadn't been, I hadn't started going back to church for very long. Like I had started going, but I was like here and there cause I did travel for work and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, 
So I don't know. That was like hard because I was like, man, how do I, how do I navigate this? Because, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but like thinking about like, I'm here. Nobody here knows by the way that I live my life, that I live my life for Christ because I have spent almost 10 years not living my life Mm -hmm. for Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird to, you know, engage and interact with people when they've known you as a, a certain, like a certain way, way. For, for so long. Um, but maybe that was probably more that I was just putting on myself. But okay. now at this new place that I work, um, I actually had talked about the podcast and that sort of like mm-hmm. kind of brought that up. And, um, but I was basically just like, yeah, I have a podcast. And they're like, oh, you do? What's that about? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, my friend and I, you know, grew up um, going to church and we like to just discuss things that, you know, don't necessarily get talked about in church or things that maybe we had questions about but didn't really get the answers, you know, when we were younger or just Mm -hmm. things that we're trying to navigate, you know, now after life has happened and we've grown up some and, you know, we're we're just trying Mm -hmm. to live out our adult lives as believers or whatever. And they were like, oh, wow, that's really cool, you know, whatever. And, um... But that's kind of, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at mm-hmm. with that now. Have yeah. you have you always? I would say pretty similar. Oh, yeah? Because really? I always feel like um, if I have built relationship mm-hmm. with someone and we have that space that I can have one-on-one conversations and yeah. there's a genuine relationship there, I have no issue um, like saying things or bringing it up in certain situations. But if I have zero relationship there, I think that, I lean more so on the way I conduct myself or try to conduct myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that and I, it's not that I, I don't hide it. It's like if somebody asked me, I would absolutely talk about it. Or if there were, um, I don't know, just like, yeah, the way that I try to conduct myself at work, I try to show that, that I am a believer. Um, I think I hid that part of myself. You, did, you think you did? Yeah. And, and I think I did just because it was like, I knew that I believed in Christ and I believed that he was mm-hmm. Lord and savior of my life. But I was like, I am not in a position. Like I, I just always knew like, I'm not, I'm not living my life the way that Christ wants me to live my mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. so I, I hit it from people for the most part, because it was like, how do I defend that? How do I like, I'd have, I don't have right any like scriptural knowledge. I don't want to get into it with somebody right. and not, um, and have them say something and make me out to be like some kind of fool, fool right? <laughs> because I because I have not been living my life the way that I should or whatever. Yeah. And you know I don't want to come off as a hypocrite. Or I think that's a, that's a big thing like too. I feel like sometimes I carry the weight of like don't be a hypocrite. Like don't be a hypocrite. Um, I mean like just some like just in that. And I think yeah, like I the think more there's a pressure in. In that, I mean, because mm-hmm. people you work with, you spend more time with people that you work with than than some of your own family sometimes. Right. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. And I think that um, so like they like watch you closer, right? Which is well, I think odd. you said this one time we were having a discussion, and you were telling me about a conversation you had with someone um, one night when you were out, and it was about how like Christian, like you don't have to defend Christianity. Yeah, and I think that's a huge weight that's kind of come off. Um, just yeah. as I've gotten older too, I think that was definitely a realization that I came to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think as I've gotten older, I, the things in a way I worry about, like, should I say this? Should I not at work? Mm-hmm. What not? Like that kind of goes away as I've gotten older. Um, but like, I think this really pretty side of if people, people are going to think what they want to think about Jesus and about Christianity. Yeah. My job isn't to change their mind. My job is to like, Lord, am I living to please you? Yeah. Cool. I don't have to defend you because you're going to defend yourself. Right. Like, and that kind of takes some of that weight off. Yeah. And I work in um, legal, not a lawyer. So don't freaking ask me legal questions or for advice. I just work for them. But I, I think I was always, I have to say that because every time I say that I like work at a law firm or I work in legal or something, they're like, oh, so you have a, so I've had people just like straight up ask me if I'm a lawyer and I would say, no, I'm not. I, I actually work in like an admin department yeah and they continue with like <laughs> telling me about some legal issue of like I like I can't do anything a family that. member or a friend or something and they're like what are your what's your take on that and I'm like I don't know I don't practice law <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you should probably get you a lawyer I probably don't know. call a lawyer maybe call someone and ask them about it 
Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. I think that I have also allowed that to sort of um, keep me quiet too. Because yeah. I'm always just like, oh man, you say one thing to somebody and I don't know. I think I was always just concerned that somebody would like go to HR and yeah. be like, she's trying to push her beliefs on me yeah. and you know, whatever. And it's not, not that that would be what I was trying to be trying doing. To do. But like, I don't know. I guess I also thought... I think I had a misconception of like growing up thinking that I always had to defend my faith. You know how we mm-hmm. were talking about that. Um, but really it's more about, um, what was it? Was it a quote from C.S. Lewis that says like, you're the way you live your life or the way it might be the only Bible that people, people get read. to read. Yeah. Um, and like I, I never really understood that or a lot or like, um, made that part of um, how I lived my life because I always I think I I suppose what I'm getting at is that I took a very legalistic Mm -hmm. approach to my to Christianity and with my you know talking with coworkers and things like that about it and the truth is like no I actually really just Sometimes all you just need to do is just like try your best to live your life the way that Christ would want you to so that you yeah. reflect him in what you do and how you talk, how you interact with people and stuff. And I I don't know why it took me freaking 30 years well, <laughs> to many, come to that realization. Well, but you and I've had multiple conversations and for yeah. anyone who's listened to this podcast, like there's this legalism side that mm-hmm. like we've both had to break in different ways. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, so I think there's some of that too. And, um, or even that feeling of like, if I don't sit there and say, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, I love Jesus. Is someone going to believe that I do? And then I'm not pointing to, I mean, like we can go down a whole rabbit yeah. hole about Or what am that I going to go like. to hell because I'm sitting here not saying anything at all yeah. because I'm afraid of the repercussions. Yeah. Like, does that make me not a safe Christian? No. I know, but I mean, oh, yeah. those would be the, those are the legalistic I've had those thoughts. thoughts. Those are the legalistic thoughts. Well, and then like even too, I've had those where it's like, okay, do like what, at what point just like, okay, Lord, what point do I fear HR? Like, <laughs> yeah, like not, but I mean, that's like a whole thing, but I just, okay. I was just reminded of this. Um, and this is first Peter three and this is verses 15 through 16. And it says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. And I think the big thing is, is it says, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like you have to go around saying, this is what I am. But if there's that space and someone asks you, well, you asked now I'm ready to give an answer and I, and I'm not ashamed of the answer that I have to give. That's true. Um, or this side of, um, yeah, if like, gosh, if you're going to do something, no, I'm not going to do that. And if someone's like, why, here's why, like we're, yeah, like it's more so a response of like, I'm showing you that I live different. You're going to ask me why. And over time it's going to show that I'm a believer. Cause I think there's something deep within people when they notice something different, they want to know what, why. Yeah. That's good. That just came to mind. Nice. Okay. Well, what do you think um, of the claim, you know, that the type of work that we perform is a continuation of God's work of bringing order from chaos? And how might that influence your attitude toward your own work? Um, I think of it more so, I can't think of the verse reference right now, but it says, Whatever you do, do it to glorify God. I was just thinking of that one too. Like That's literally, it's like, it was doesn't scripture. matter what it is. Do it all. Do it all. Everything for the Every, glory. Everything. So. Everything for the glory of God so that he gets the glory. Yeah. Okay. How I work, how I sit in meetings, how I talk to the person who's fixing the desk, how I. How I refrain from clapping back. That one. To somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we both just paused and looked at each eyebrows. Um, I do. I w- there's time. First Corinthians too. ten twenty two ten twenty three through thirty three. Yeah, how um, do you do all things through your glory? Yes, thank you, Byron. And then what is it? Um, yeah, T- uh, First Corinthians ten thirty one too. Oh yeah, so it's all of that. Do you want to read that whole section? Uh, sure. Let me adjust myself. Okay. Okay. Um, it starts at thirty one. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we'll that. do. Um, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. Basically just saying to anybody else. Um, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. So yeah, your actions affect others and try your best to make it look like Christ. Yeah. In whatever, whatever it mm. is you do, whether it's filing something like down to the littlest things like if you know you're supposed to do something you don't do it that's not showing christ like something i think that we forget often is like um i heard it put this way that was um you know every every single thing that you do echoes into eternity Mm. that's a weight every thought every action i actually told that to a friend of of ours actually when um uh they're overseas right now and serving like their own they're doing their own like ministry thing or Mm -hmm. whatever and that was one of the things that i told him was just like hey just remember like everything that you're doing echoes into eternity like Mm -hmm. you may not see all of this like the impact of of what you're doing over there but it's going to have a huge impact and it could be generations from now right that you and you'll have no idea but so good yeah what I think the thought too is like Jesus is all about people and like anything that we do and face and go through in life is always for someone else in mind. Mm-hmm. And so, um, not being, or, and I think too, just that side of sometimes I think we can get, especially within the church, but we can get like, we're, Oh, ministry is, is in the church. And it's like, no, it's, it's in whatever you do. Yeah. Like, am I loving people? Am I about people? Am I letting my story and what God's doing in my life affect my sphere? Yeah. And I think that that answers the question really of the part where it says, you know, that it's a continuation of God's work of bringing order from chaos because like that's, that's what God does. He's a restorer. Yeah. And it's like by the way that we choose to live our lives in the workplace, you know, in a place that is supposed to be void of any and all religion, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, we're offering just, and, and it doesn't, it's not, it's not you shoving your beliefs down somebody's throat or whatever. Right. First of all, that never works ever. Um, yeah. Browbeating somebody with your beliefs and how you're right and they're wrong is never, never going to never going to work. So, but just, just by living your life the way that you are. I mean, you're bringing order to chaos because without Christ, there is chaos. And so therefore, yeah, the workplace is the best place to do that. To do that. Really. Well, I'm just reminded of a couple of things when you're saying that. This is like, um, I also can't remember the reference, but it's like, it is this kindness that leads men to repentance. Yeah. Not hit. I mean, like, yeah. And not saying you can't, you don't ever being stand gracious. up for anything, but being, being gracious, gracious with people, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like just there's that. Um, you were part of this question was reframing of like, um, what do you think of the claim of the type of work is a continuation of God's work? Uh, I'm reminded of this is going back into the Old Testament. So this is in Exodus 31, and it's verse one through five. Okay. Um, but this particular section of scripture talks about, and it's starting to lay out building the tabernacle. So back in the Old Testament the spirit of God, like how now we're believers and Jesus came. So the spirit of God can live inside of us. Yeah. Long story short, old Testament that didn't happen yet. So they had to basically build a house for God to live in. Mm -hmm. And so in this part of scripture, they, um, God's giving like orders for who's going to build what. And, um, this is where I think too, it's like, sometimes we can downplay what we do at work and not think it is quote unquote ministry. Yeah. But this, um, verse 31 th- or, or I'm sorry, chapter 31, one through five talks about like how, like your gifts, whether it looks like ministry or not, are actually for him wherever you're at. So this says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, see, I have called by name Beze- Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of her. Spell that. B-E-Z-A-L-E-L. Belzael? Uh, I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, son of her tribe of Judah, I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze and cutting jewels for setting, carving and wood to work in all manner of workmanship. And that's like God saying, hey, I gifted this man to work with his hands. 
I actually think I heard how that guy's name was pronounced. Did you? I can't remember, and I thought it was cool. Because I remember reading about this guy, and I was like, look at this dude is getting so much, like, I mean, I don't read, I don't recall anybody else being spoken of in terms of. In terms of, like, that way. Yeah. Just how he was able to. Yeah, and just, like, I I think think he was mentioned in, like, a Devo that I was doing, too. Anyway, I'm not going to get yourself course here. No, you're good. And it keeps, like, it keeps going on where it's, like, it names other people. Like, this next dude's listed as being anointed to like create utensils for the tabernacle. So it's like, yeah. we look at stuff and we downplay it, but God's like, I anointed this person to like craft utensils for my tabernacle. Yeah. And I'm listing him by name in scripture. Like yeah. we downplay things that we think are so small. And God's like, no, I gave you that gift. Yeah. Of, I think about that often with like my what work. That is. I think about that often with my work, like with what I do. Um, because I think also we're raised, or at least I feel like some of us have been raised to just with the idea that like your work has to be something that you're incredibly passionate about. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I think that, that once I was, like, I had a conversation with my dad once and my dad said something like, <laughs> he was like, do you think that I am passionate about my work? I mean, he does, he was like a, I think his job title was something like a field engineer. He worked on uh, computers, like industrial grade printers, like stuff like that. And um, he'd be like, do you think that, he's like, that doesn't define like who I am. That is my job and my career are means to do the things that mm-hmm. I enjoy doing in this life. And um, for ministry purposes and all of that, like that's just, it's just a st- simply a way to fund mm-hmm. like taking care of my family and doing what I'm called to do as a leader of my family and all of that. And after that conversation, I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. I think I, I think I just sort of like took that very literally that it was like, Oh, your calling this is my has call. to be your career. Yeah. And that's not necessarily true. And I have found myself in a career that I am not passionate about whatsoever. Yeah. But I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing because you I don't underst- have a tie to it. I mean, like, and for me, it's like, I understand, like, I know on many levels, like, if you know me and you care to understand even a fraction of what it is that I do for a living, um, I mean, I would just say, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm good at it. Yeah. And I know you're that. very good at it. And like, but that's like, that doesn't, um, you know, I mean, I just, I think about often like what my dad said about his job and stuff like that and um, thought that was super helpful or whatever. But, you know, I think that yeah, that makes it difficult too, because I think also when you're, when you're in a career and you make that all about your identity and stuff, yeah, then you also have a difficult time. Like where's room for God? Like where's, mm-hmm. where is he in all of that? Or if that goes away, or, yeah. what am I, or what if do the I job do? Goes away, or, or, yeah. Yeah. Is your relationship to God tied with what you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And, and like how much money you make? Right. I don't know. I saw something today. It's a struggle for people. Yeah, no, it very much is. Um, I'm also thinking about how, um, like, how you're saying, like, is that what we're tied to? But how so many times this person today was talking about how, like, so many times like we see our dreams and our goals and, but we're like, God, you can't, you can't take this. Like we get so attached to our gifts or the gifts that we're believing for that we forget the one who gave us the gifts. And so, so much of our identity comes in like, well, I don't want to give that relationship up because I want to be married or I don't want to give that job up because how else am I going to afford the house that I want to get? Um, where it's like, we start to flip it and tie it into that. Um, and another thought I was thinking of, like when you were talking to us, that like sometimes I think why we like even our careers like we aren't like oh I love this but like God might have you in a spot for a person like he loves yeah. individuals that much scripture says he yeah. leaves the 99 to find the one and if we stop and think like what an incredible honor if I'm yeah. placed at a job for one to like mm-hmm. my job is to show that person who Jesus is, whether I like doing the actual job or yeah. not. Like I'm at a job for a person, not for the job itself. Right. And it's like, oh, to be used by God to reach a person that he loves that person that much that he sent a person there to like love on them and pray for them. And 
to go off of that, yeah, that's not to say that you will even know who the person who the is. person is or what that you're doing it. Yeah, oftentimes you won't. Yeah, you'll have no idea. Yeah, just want to make that clear because you don't. In case you're a younger person, new to the old workhorse that is capitalist society that we're in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like going into a job and thinking like, oh, I'm I am here for the one. I'm here for the. Yeah. No, you don't have you don't to know. seek it out. You won't. You don't even have to. You just you just do you, yeah. and God's grace covers it. There's a story I can't remember, and um, it was a guy who. Oh, I'm gonna mess up the story, but this is so perfect for this. I'm going to try to tell it the best I can. <laughs> so this guy goes into his boss's. He felt he felt like he was supposed to go into his boss's office and share Jesus. And he's like, why am I going into my boss's office to share Jesus? I know he's a devout atheist. He hates Jesus. He has hates anything to do with it, but he could not shake it. But he's so enough where he was just like, I got to go in. So he's like, or to invite him to church. It was something like that. So he went in, did this. Of course, his boss was like, nope, never. Like, why are you in here? Get out of my office. whatnot. <laughs> Anyways, it was years later. Or it was, I think it was inviting him to church because he said what church you went to. Years later, a person came up to him and shook his hand. And he said, I was in your boss's office the day you came in and invited him to church. But I was behind the desk fixing something and you didn't see me. And I had prayed that morning about like, God, if you're real, I need to know. And you came into the office and you shared Jesus with your boss, but you didn't know that the, I had answered. I prayed for that. And I'm coming to find you years later to tell you thank you. Cause like my life has changed. So this person had look at that no clue yeah. that, and it was years later that he, he had seen that. And so. even more rare to have somebody approach you and come up to you and yeah. tell you that that's rarity happen, which is cool. Yeah. So cool. But wow. Yeah. Anyway, I wish I could remember the story exactly, but it was along those lines. You made a valiant effort. Thank you. <laughs> um, how has your attitude toward work and work itself been influenced by your faith in Christ? Ooh. And like, do you notice a difference between your attitude compared to those who aren't Christians at your work? Well, let's see. I started at this job at the end of 2023. And, you know, it's, it does make things a little more challenging because I'm working like a hybrid schedule. So I go to the office two days a week mm -hmm. and then I work from home the rest of the week. Um, so I feel like I don't have a great... I haven't really gotten to know a ton of people just yet, mm -hmm. um, which is, that's slow and steady. That's why I'm not really worried about that. Right. Um, but I think my attitude toward work and work itself, you say, and how that's been influenced, mm -hmm. I think it's not lost on me that like this, I mean, I had been, I had been praying, I had been frustrated at my previous job and was just like I don't feel challenged I had had conversations with my former boss and was just like I need to do something different yeah. or I need more responsibility I'm willing to take on other things like what can we do I'm spinning my wheels I don't like this and I'm I'm just not happy in this position yeah. here like I'm just I'm not I'm not and so um then it ended up you know that there there was no solution to be found there and then you know as I said, I, it's not lost on me that this opportunity came around. Um, and I was like, wow, this is like, and that was something. So this is something that has changed in me was I went from going from not having from, from not walking with Christ in my career. So then of course, not talking about him, not sharing anything about him to getting toward the end of my time at that at that previous job and going, Yeesh, how do I, how do I navigate this? Everyone knows me as this person. Yeah. You know, and I have gone through a lot of like change in my life. I'm healing all these things and I'm doing things differently or whatever. This is frustrating. And then, but I now have this opportunity where it's like a clean slate, right? And things that I did not do before was, um, Pray for wisdom, pray for quick wit, pray for, um, like over the transition kind of thing, inventive, creative solutions to problems, mm -hmm. um, praying over, um, good relationships with those who report to me, um, 
being able to build those well and being able to manage people well because mm-hmm. um, that's part of my a part of my job and um, you know and and actually praying that people see something differently about me because of the way that I lived my life for Christ and I never prayed like that over my job. I never prayed over my job really because a lot of times I think I was just so arrogant thinking, you know, I did all this stuff on my own, which mm. I kind of was, but like God can always take those things and Be make them better. Yeah. He can take those things away, but I just mean like he can take he can even take things that you start on your own and do on mm, your own and as soon yeah. as you give it over to him, like he can take that and make it even better than it was. Yeah. Um so I guess it's like, you know, it that's just something that's been interesting to me. I yeah. I definitely look at things differently in the sense that's that huge. I'm actually praying about my work. I'm praying over the people that I work with. I'm praying over um like my firm as a whole that it continues to be successful that, you know, everything that happens there is mm-hmm. is good because mm-hmm. God has um, shown me favor and so therefore I want whatever I touch at this job to show his yeah. favor on my life and that's I just you know that's just that and I would never that's have huge thought, I would have never thought huge. to have prayed those things yeah and if you're like me I mean those are the kinds of things that you can pray over your work mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be like God show me who I need to show my faith to right it's no you can pray for all of those things yeah continued job security like lord keep keep me employed like that would be great because if we have another one of these crazy things happen like a pandemic or uh i don't know another real estate crash who freaking knows that the world is a chaotic mess so i mean a whole boatload of things could happen and and you know turn all of that stuff upside down in a minute so those are definitely things that yeah have changed uh, my attitude towards work. I what guess. is the verse where, um, oh, this is also, I can't remember the reference, but it basically says like, and you were saying you can pray for it, but it's like you can pray that whatever your hand touches prospers. Yeah. And it's not for your glory. It's so that you give God glory. Jabez. Is it Jabez? Yeah. You remember oh, yeah, the episode? Jabez. You were calling Jabez or Jabez? Prayer of Jabez. What I always thought it was Jabez to this day. What a hoot that was. That episode. That was a real episode. That's funny. <laughs> Anybody wants to go listen to it? I apparently my whole life I've been pronouncing Jabez. Is his name wrong? Yeah, his name's Jabez. I always said Jabez. Like Ja Rule. Because it's J A E B E Z, right? No, it's just J A B E Z. Like Ja Rule, but Jabez. Yeah. Anyways. That's something I remember. I know it wasn't work, but when I was growing up, my parents would always pray for me every day before school that everything that I would touch would prosper and that the Holy Spirit would bring everything to my remembrance. Yeah. And that's those great. that's all scripture. That's good. And that in a way of like, remembrance. and I remember they would always say things too. Like if you put it in Maria, you can believe that the Holy Spirit can help you get it out. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my mom would always say to you like, now if you didn't study for anything and you're like, Holy Spirit, help me remember you didn't put in work to do it. Well, yeah. And something that, remi- that, uh, you know, I didn't actually think about the prayer of Jabez. I thought about, um, uh, Solomon. Was it Solomon that asked God for wisdom? Yeah. Solomon. Yeah. That, that was, that was actually the, the story that was coming to mind when I was praying mm. over those things was like, yeah. um, how rewarded he got for just saying, I want to, I want to rule this kingdom. Well, well, how do I, how do I do it? Please give me the wisdom so that I know what to do. There was, um, and I was like, well, I want that. Right. (laughs) Please. I, there was, um, I was listening to a message last night, this morning, one of the nights and, (laughs) one um, of the nights, (laughs) they're out there. They're out there. Um, but it was this uh, pastor and they were talking about how like when their wife had passed away from cancer or the speaker was talking about this pastor. Um, the pa- She said that she had heard the pastor pray, Lord, help me do this right. Like not blaming him for anything, but like, okay, I, what I have right now is an opportunity that like I can become bitter. I can be, turn resentful. I can point people away from you because it's tragic, yeah. but help me do this right. Yeah. And she was talking about like how our relationship has to have more depth than like just when things are going my way, God is for me. When things aren't, God is against me. Mm-hmm. Like that, like our, our, like our faith is deeper than that. 
And she was just like a prayer like that has depth. And I think of that, like when it comes to work, like, Lord, help me do this right. Help me react well in this meeting. Help me carry myself well. Um, And even in the conversations that I have outside, do I add to it? Do I add to gossip? Do I stop at gossip? Um, Yeah. Do I, if somebody's like, do I point people to go talk to, hey, someone's telling me issues. Did you go talk to them? Like, maybe you should go. Am I pointing people to other people? Um, am I letting things fester? Do, yeah, like, all of that matters. Like, Lord, help me do this right yeah. so you get you get glory. I'm not saying we get it right all the time. We don't. I know I don't. But, um, yeah, how do I, how I carry myself that it would look like you and give you honor. Yeah. So I think there's, um, yeah, I like I don't know. It always goes back to remember you're the only Bible some people may read. Yeah, I think it just true. that's a huge, huge thing. Well, I think. Well, let me see. Let me find a question. Oh, this one's kind of interesting, though. What are there any fields of work that you think Christians should not be in? <laughs> that's kind of like a ballpark. Like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, this one is. Uh, this one's interesting. This one's interesting. Um, I have thoughts right away that are uh, popping in my head. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Do you want to go? Um, I, I mean, I can offer up my thoughts, but you're my. Okay, so you're keen. You're keen to. I would chat. say if there's if there's anything that blatantly like goes against scripture, like I would say you probably shouldn't be in the porn industry. Well, I mean, yeah. as a believer or something that's going to continually cause people to. So I like, or it's like, I think how you are involved in it is a big difference. So I remember hearing yeah. a story like, so, okay. I'm, I'm in the porn industry as an actor, mm, probably not great. But I've heard a story and I thought it was beautiful of this lady who part of what she did is she would go into strip clubs and help women get their makeup ready and she would play messages behind the stage. So and she would just love on these women and there was countless women that would come and find Jesus and get baptized um, well, then she was asked and change their do life makeup there because they would quit. <laughs> then they would quit. <laughs> so um, so that was just. Like, so I think so much of it depends upon like how and the accountability that you have set up tied to it. Um, I'm thinking of things like triple X church that I know of where they go. Um, so it is a group. It's actually pretty cool. I I haven't looked at them in a very long time, but they're actually a group of men that have great accountability software that help with, um, pornography, um, and different, different things like that. But they actually go into strip clubs and they help, um, pull people out of, um, like out of kind of that lifestyle. So they help empower, yeah, empowering sexual integrity through mental well-being is what their website says now. But I remember seeing them speak live and they talked about in depth the um, kind of accountability systems that they have set up. So it's like, I think that how you are involved in an in, in, in something is really, really important because I also really do believe that God goes to the depths of the earth to reach people. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean... What was it that I was, what was it that, how was I going to word it exactly? Because I actually told, I actually told a friend this. Um, I said, you know, Christ needs to have representation everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, and, and I think in my ignorance, I think just because I wasn't, as I mean, I mean, it wasn't too long ago. Oh, it was like a year or two ago when mm-hmm. I was talking to this friend about this. And, um, but I was just like, you know, Jesus is needed in every, in every industry. I don't know. And I n- didn't really go into that, but she sort of kind of took that and went with it. And I think she's, uh, I don't know. She's gone on to do some things that I wouldn't say are super great, but mm-hmm. she's, the one that's gonna have to have an account for yeah. things that she does in life. I think that's why but I say like, like the um, how you're involved in it. Yeah, I mean that would thing. be if I had if I had a little more uh, insight and was prepared for this. Cause sometimes you know these kinds of things just come up and you're just 
you just say what comes to mind, which isn't always great because that's what grace kind of covers too. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think it was helpful to her, um, for me to say that because I think that she was just carrying around like some shame or whatever for, um, the, she did modeling. It's not like she was like in porn or anything, but she was just, you know, just the way that she dressed sometimes for those, um, she would, she would just kind of talk about that, but she'd be like, you know, I love modeling. I love, I love the people that I interact with. I love like, you know, I have really great, uh, relationships with, you know, photographers, makeup artists, people that do hair, stuff like that. Um, and I just, and I had just like sort of flippantly was like, well, people need to see Jesus everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's neither here nor there how that turned out. Um, cause it's just not, I mean, that's not really on, I don't, I don't know. At first yeah. I was like, uh, did I, <laughs> did I just encourage her to go do stuff that maybe she shouldn't? But, you know, if I did, I'm not responsible for her choices after, <laughs> after that conversation. There's like there's but there's heart and, t- and grace that covers like, and then there's other things like there's pieces too, where it's like, you never know what conversations she's also having down the road. Right. Um, as well. And I think there's, you know, there's pieces of, I think that's why I was saying to you, like what you do in it mm-hmm. or like yeah. how you carry yourself. Cause scripture does say like, yeah, I know the way like, you were saying that was making me think of that whole story. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, I wish I would have been able to say but you that. Can't, but, but you can't say that now. I no, mean, like, no, no. So I, I think it's one of those like involved in there, but you might not be. Yeah, and I think especially if you start to get into where it could be dicey, maybe that's a terrible, I don't know, that's a terrible way to write Like some of your accountability, I'm just thinking of like Triple X Church where it's like yeah. they have men that go into strip clubs and that they like minister to to some of these women, but their accountability system that they have set up like in those places and on the way, and I don't know, I'm not in their shoes. That's not my calling in life. But then one of the things that they talk about is like their accountability to make sure to their wives, to like the purity of their mind and their thoughts and how they live their life outside of that. Yeah. Um, So I think there's a difference in like, I'm just diving all in. I'm going to, I'm going to, because God tells us that we are scripture tells us to live, like live differently. Like we have to look different. Yeah. So like in what realm you're in, do you look different? Yeah. Or are you blending right on in? Or are you blending right on in? I think that might, because kind of more the. Like you, cool. You're there. Jesus goes everywhere. How are you when you're there? Can they yeah. tell that there's a difference about you? Yeah. Or are you are you right on in? Yeah. Let's see. The Let's um, see. I really like this list you have. Oh well, go on ahead and do you share. Want to go on ahead and share with that one. You can. Okay. So, <laughs> well, there's um, because like we said earlier, like one of the big things about being a believer is like that's hard and that we wrestle with is like, I'm called to share my faith, whether that be how I live, how I speak, all those things. And, um, so this list Meryl found, we cannot recall where it came from. Yeah. I completely spaced it and I did not source it. So my bad. <laughs> this is way this is not original. <laughs> this is not our thoughts. Not ours. This list is not ours. Um, but it is nine ways to integrate your faith at work. And the first one is pray for God to work in those around you. Like Meryl said, uh, number two, live with Jesus on display. Remember his examples and imitate him. Number three, engage your coworkers about things other than work. So like actually build genuine relationship, I think is a huge yes. one on, is that like, yeah, that's not engage your, co- your coworkers about like, um, <laughs> what's that real where the voice the guy's like. With the car can I tell you about <laughs> no oh but do you have a few minutes so I can tell you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ yeah well I think I it's like, like <laughs> if you want to share Jesus with somebody like try actually getting to know them first yeah and there's a difference if like you feel prompted I need to go tell somebody this but like uh, yeah Jesus here's like, the difference between us and Jesus is like Jesus is God perfect all knowing so therefore he didn't need to spend time he spent time with people yes but he didn't need to spend time figuring out who people are. Mm-hmm. Like he saw their hearts immediately. He could speak we directly to that. We are human beings. So therefore we need to develop rapport mm-hmm. with other human beings because we are not God. We cannot see the condition of someone's heart and yeah. we never will yeah. see it fully. No. 
But like it's, but as you say, it's very important to build a relationship. Oh my gosh, uh, with people because I think th- I I think that if you if you don't do that, you're doing a huge disservice not only to yourself but to that other person too. Agreed. Which can set them up for hurt. And I think you're throwing assumptions on them that you have, you have no idea the shoes that they've walked in. Yeah, you have no clue. Just like they don't know anything about yours. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, don't keep going in yeah. This list, don't sorry. get high and mighty. Like yeah. That's a whole nother soapbox I could get on. Okay, number four, offer to pray for your colleagues' needs. Um, number five, spend time with coworkers outside of work. Once again, build genuine relationship with mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, number six, participate in the water cooler conversations. Sorry. That age Extreme just. introverts. Oh, I was like, that age just the water cooler? Well, that's what the blog, it didn't age us. It was the blog or whatever the blo- it was Okay, that that's okay. true. They were the ones that we, got I aged. haven't worked in a place with a water cooler. We have a water machine. That's that's it. That's the water cooler. It's in the break room. That's basically it's in the break, break room. room combo. The break room chit chat. Yeah, it's basically what it should have been. Um, number seven, protect your testimony. Work hard, do your job well, and show respect to everybody. Number eight, be ready to the, act. The protect your testimony means you don't need to share everything all yeah. at once. You don't need to give everyone your yeah. entire story. Let your be let the Holy Spirit be your guide mm-hmm. on how much you share with somebody. Oh. And there might be some people, especially with coworkers, because that's very important. Yeah, and there might be some people God tells you, "Hey, be their friend first. Keep your mouth shut." Yeah, I'll tell you when to speak about me. Yeah. So, yeah, listen to him. Number eight, be ready to act, and number nine, <laughs> be humble. You are not, can I say this? You are not better than your coworker if you know Jesus and they do not. Yeah, that's true. Like, you're not. The you're only, not. The only difference is that you're saved. You, and you have not. Jesus. And it is his grace that has given you that. Like, yeah. don't, don't look down on people. So there was like three scriptures that I also found in another, in another article um, that were basically like, just here's some sample scriptures for, guidelines on how to engage with people in the workplace and the first one is um, Ephesians 5 3 and 4 and then verse 11 as well Um, but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness might must not even be named among you as is proper among saints let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place but instead let there be thanksgiving and then verse 11 says take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but instead expose them so basically it's just saying, you know, just watch how, watch what you're saying. Are you, like you were saying earlier, are you taking part in the gossip? Are you taking mm-hmm. part in, um, you know, whatever is going on, what other people, what other behaviors other people are engaging in at work mm-hmm. that may or may not be. Do they know you're different? Up to, yeah. Do they know you're different up in some way? standards. Um, the next scripture is Ephesians 4 29. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear that is for my managers out there, managers of people. There are people who are managers of processes and people who are managers of people. And if you're managing people, yeah, part of our jobs like me, you know, part of our jobs is having difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And that is also telling people that, Hey, this isn't up to the standards Par. for yeah, the standards that we have in this department and further this firm or yeah. company or whatever. Um, it's okay to critique someone and it's okay to, you know, you're not corrupting somebody by telling them, hey, uh, you have a bad attitude. Hey, you need to quit being disrespectful. Hey, you need to quit with the crude jokes. Hey, quit gossiping or stuff like that. Yeah. The corrupting talk is like, hey, you're the worst person I've seen do this job ever. And I don't even know why you still work here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just tearing them down. Belittling them. Yeah. Yeah. There is a difference. Absolutely. So, I'm sure that if you are a manager of people, you have all kinds of resources from HR that are readily available to teach you what they call soft skills. I literally just took an HR course today. I had to. I My required coming learn- up in two weeks. My required learning popped up today. <laughs> but important. Important. Okay, and the third scripture was uh, is uh, Colossians 4, 5 through 6, and that's walk in wisdom toward outsiders. 
making the best use of time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Notice mm. how all of these scriptures, all three of these things have to do with what comes out of your dang mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how important it is to know when to keep it shut and, and, when, to when, and when to open it and what to do when you decide to open it. I heard this was really good, and I want to say it's Brene Brown, but she talked about having, she has a ring that she keeps on her finger, and it's like her response ring. So if she doesn't know how to respond to something, she will not say anything until she spins it around her her finger three times. So it causes her to slow down and not say something out of just, I need to fill space or I need to, like, I need to say something right now. Like, she makes herself pause and it's like a habit that she's built in. I oh. think it was her. I was like, that's kind of cool. Great strategy. Or you can just tell the person I'm not prepared to answer that right now. Perfect. I need a minute to I think need about a minute this. to think about that. <laughs> you don't want to hear what I have you to say be, right now. I, I, however, I am a little more direct. So that is that is usually the stance I take. I have no problem looking at somebody and being like, I have no idea how to respond to you right now. I'm going to need some time. That's in fact, great. I was presenting to a bunch of new attorneys. And at the end of my presentation, it was, by the way, this is how uh, riveting my job is or what I do for a living is. There was a guy falling asleep and he was like right in the front row. I was like, sweet, awesome. And then, but just like at the end, I was like, hey, by the way, I'm not going to answer any questions because I don't like being put on the spot. And I'm sure that whatever question you have going through your head right now about this topic is going to require me to research. So please email me if you have a question and I'll get That's back to great. you. If I don't know the answer, I'll find it. I'll find it. I love a good email <laughs> question. I yeah, versus put on the spot. I'm like, like please, please don't email. call me. I'm like, don't call me at work and ask me something out of the blue because I'll be like totally focused on something else. Then somebody will call like, and ask uh, me the most random thing, and I'm like, what? We have a situation too yeah. where it's like I we did a ton of trainings at the end of the year. Prepare for I'm in health insurance, so like to prepare for 2024. Oh man, and. We have this like this team and there's so there's hundreds of them. And of course you can't get hundreds of people on one single meeting. And now that it's 2024, I'm literally running into like same emailed questions from different people who are never able to able to make multiple trainings that we have because the group of numbers is so big. I'm just like, oh, like we did training on this so many times, <laughs> but I'm just like, it's okay. Yeah. That's one of those. It's like, they probably didn't hear. Yeah. Like point to resources but it's just one of those it's like i'm gonna pull my hair out final question final question uh how would you approach um the situation if somebody makes fun of your face at work say you have you feel like it's the right opportunity to discuss it and either someone's overhearing or the person that you decided that you're comfortable enough to share some of oh. your faith with decides to just uh it doesn't turn out the way you thought that it would and they end uh, up making fun of you or something yeah. like that i've actually had that happen at work um go on in a few different ways and not like it's like been point blank but it'll be like little undertones oh yeah that'll be said and i typically just don't even acknowledge it because I, I i keep thinking back to him like i don't have to defend who jesus is yeah like my job is to like live and walk like him yeah and I just don't like I might. I res- would say those are more the times where it's you know it's pertinent to remember the scripture that says to turn the other cheek. Yeah, kind of or I'm just like these. Like, mm. yeah. And uh, or it's like people, yeah, will make jokes about like being like old school, different things like that, and not that is whatnot. But they'll go into like more of the faith side of stuff, and I'm just like, well, that's me. And I just don't. I don't sit there and be like, well, that's me, and I'm all these things. I'm just like, well, you guys can think what you want. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't really say anything about it because it. I don't know. Like you were saying, I don't feel like I have to defend it. It's what I believe. Their opinion's not going to shake my belief. Um, but I can do my best to try to live a life that shows yeah. something different. And then my job is to pray for them and love love on them yeah. when I can. And it's also important to rem- to remember that, like in that moment, it's good to recognize that, like, that person is saying that probably from like a hurt place, mm-hmm. like or some pain they and maybe and maybe maybe it's good because maybe that's like an indicator that like oh this person just literally made fun of me and for what because i said that i was a christian or because that i follow christ or because i go to church or whatever like okay this person clearly has hurt i mean if anything that should indicate to you that maybe you need to pr- just say a little prayer for that person yeah. just like lord this person needs uh, sometimes that's my prayer is like lord this person clearly needs more help than i do at this moment so <laughs> please help help them 
And I, I mean, like I've even ran into you like at work where there's been other believers and the way they interacted with me, I felt like was not Christ-like at all. Yeah. And like we ha- would have to go and have conversation. I mean, like go and have conversations and it's just one of those things is like, okay. And I think a big thing too is not taking it personal. Like they're not coming against yeah. me. Like they're not coming against me. There's like, there's something about who, yeah. who Christ is that is kind of scratching on the inside. Yeah. I know this person that um, she and I never worked together. Um, we were friends for a while, but then we just kind of, we see each other from time to time and occasionally we'll have brunch um, and, and catch up. But she's an atheist. And like the last time I saw her was a couple of weekends ago. And she said to, um, she was out with coworkers and she was like, Hey, these are my coworkers, whatever. And she goes, Oh, this is, I, I'm just going to make up the name Tammy or something. Tiffany, who knows? I don't know. I think it was a T name. I don't know. Anyway, she was like, this is so-and-so. Hey, she's also a Christian. And I was like, oh, cool. That's great. And she goes, yeah, you two are the only Christians that um, I've ever encountered that um, I can stand because neither one of you try and shove your faith down my throat. And I just straight up looked at her and I was like, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not my responsibility. Just, you know, mm-hmm. just to, as you say, shove my faith down your throat. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that she's like, no, but you've always been so respectful and you've always listened to me and whatever. And I, she's like, I just always, I've always just appreciated your approach. And I said, you are the only atheist I've ever engaged with that has also been equally respectful. <laughs> most, most any, anybody who has ever said to me that they were an atheist before is always like, been really intense it's always been a really intense conversation yeah. like just like whoa okay like um, i just keep thinking back to that like i don't know and maybe you want to share the story again about like then you don't have to defend like you can just be yeah that i just think a, it was like such an impactful story that was some random guy that i had met at um like i was watching a soccer game at uh like a pickleball place just sitting in the bar with my friend we were like having food and it was like one of the it was like one of the bars that was like um they, they were always like sign you always knew that you could go there to watch these soccer matches because particular they, games yeah because yeah. they're like we're, we will play them um so we were there and like the this guy at a table next to me i don't even remember what it was that he was saying he was saying something about the catholic faith and then he was talking about um the torah and about the new Testament and stuff and like what my thoughts were on all this stuff. And I just, I did, I had just said to him, I was like, I don't, I'm not really sure what you're getting at here. Like, I, I don't know what it is that you want me to say about Christ. I don't, ne- I don't need to. And that's why I, I flat out said to him, I don't need to defend him to you. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. It's not my, it's not my job to sit here and like defend that. Um, which, I mean, some people would be like, oh, well, apologetics, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's just different. It's it's Apologetics is a great way to explain in a theological way, mm-hmm. like, why the Christian faith is, and then it uses scripture to and back some people, up that's why what they someone's, need. someone's stance is a certain way. Right. And, and, yeah, you're right. And that's sometimes people just, it's a different approach of way people... Um, can can view their faith and explain their faith to other people it's a good way to be able to share that with like a clear like you have clear answers and there's like they usually pair it up with like direct scripture and things like that that you can reference but but this was more like the guy was trying to he was trying to like trip me up and and I could tell that's what he was doing mm-hmm. and I was just like I basically I was just like I'm not gonna play this game with you because I believe what I believe. And basically you're telling me something about the first five books of the Bible. And I don't disagree yeah. with that being part of scripture. So I'm not really sure what you're getting at here, but Jesus is referenced in those books. You yeah. just have to look for it because yeah. the Bible is not literal. So <laughs> the, it makes me think of this um, kind of like as we close out, but like for those of you who are really nervous, if this can just be really encouraging to you, like as you go into your workplace, workplace, this comes from Luke. And so this is like this dude walk with Jesus and it's Luke 12, 11, 12, 11 through 12 in the message. And it says, when they drag you into their meeting places or into police courts before judges, don't worry about defending yourselves. 
when what you'll say or how you'll say it, the right words will be there. The Holy Spirit will give you the right words when the time comes. Yeah. And I think that's just a big piece of like, do you, or not say do you, but like live your life. Like you're the only Bible people read. Yeah. Be ready to give an account for who he is when asked. And like the Holy Spirit will give you words to say. Focus more on developing your character Char- yeah. to look more like him. And then I think yeah, I think you focus on relationships with people. Like build genuine relationship with people. Yeah. And yep. it's huge. Yep. I agree. You have any other thoughts? No. You know, we thought this was going to be kind of a drier topic, but I think this was a good comment. Yeah, we thought it was going to be a shorter episode, too. It was going to be a shorter episode. Anyways. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks. If you have any thoughts. on Mike, and we'll just chat. chat. If you guys have any great (laughs) stories about, like, cool interactions you've had at work, too. Oh, yeah. Let's hear about it. Like, tell us yours. Yeah. Anyways. All right, guys. Or even not not so great ones. I want to hear those, too. That's probably interesting. Yeah. Right. All right, everybody. All right, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.